for me personally, I try to relate it to living closer to my dream, you know, um, as a dancer doing what I love. It's like, if I, if I do these things and I eat this way and I follow this regimen, this is going to bring me much closer to my dream. Welcome to Belly Dance Live podcast. My name is Jana Komarnitska. I'm a full-time dancer based in Toronto, performing a variety of Middle Eastern and Central Asian dance styles, including belly dance. You can find me at janadance.com as well as on Insta or Facebook by Jana Dance or Jana Komarnitska. I'm happy you've decided to join us for this weekly dose of dance inspiration because here on this podcast we explore all nuances and insights into lifestyle of ballet dancers and we are having amazing star guests who share their stories secrets and tips with you Welcome to podcast. Today I'm talking to Jelena Carlana who already was on our podcast before but once we finished that recording, I knew right away that I need to bring her back on the show because this woman has so much to share and she has so many activities under her belts and achievements. Founder of Ballad Dance Evolution Company, former artistic director and main choreographer for Ballad Dance Superstars, owner of Dance Studio, Entertainment Dance Agency, and artist who just travels to teach, perform all around the world. So I'm so happy to connect uh, with her again and welcome to the show, Jelena. Hey, it's great to be back, Jana. Thanks for having me. As you know, I usually start uh, a podcast with the question of how artists start their ballet dance journey, but you already replied to this question. And by the way, for people who uh, missed that, go back to episode 22 because we talked with Jelena a lot about her uh, beginnings of her dance journey, as well as all insights about Ballet Dance Evolution company. And she even gave some uh, tips on how you can uh, submit better online application and get into the casting for the upcoming shows. So go back to that episode. But um, to start this episode, uh, I just mentioned so many activities that you do, like travel, uh, Ballet Dance Studio, uh, company, Ballet Dance Evolution. It's a lot of many different projects and I can only imagine how crazy schedule and lifestyle you have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, do you have any tips or secrets? How do you manage to keep your health on track and your energy level? Because this is really crazy lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, you know, I know a lot of the dancers are out there on the road and, um, it's, it's definitely a challenge, you know, uh, keeping your health because our health relates and our energy levels relate to what we do, literally. You know, we have to show up, we have to get up and teach and perform for, for hours on end with uh, very little sleep sometimes. So that's always, that's always a challenge. Um, but I, I, take, I take it really seriously. Like, I've always sort of been into health and fitness and just, uh, you know, as I'm getting older, I guess it's more about, I'm taking the approach, it's more about how I feel than how I look. Of course, I want to look fit and I want to look, you know, squeeze into my costumes like, like all of mm -hmm. us. But it's, I'm really finding that I'm more 
motivated by the feeling I get when I'm when I'm on point with my health, with my nutrition and my fitness and and uh, sleep. You know, that's something that's often gets left out of uh, uh, the health conversation. So having a balance of, of a lot of those things uh, is really important. But uh, I know when I'm when I'm really, you know, focused on those things, I'm definitely having like more energy and I'm able to 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 be um, more productive. Mm. I really like your point that it's more about how you feel than how you look. Uh, I think it's a very healthy approach, even mentally, to all these issues of the health. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, um, I kind of want to ask, from a professional dance point, as a professional dance performer, does body shape matters or is it just about dance skills? Honestly, I think it's it's about being in condition no matter what size you are. Um, you know, I know very petite dancers. I know very, very large dancers uh, that they're in a strong physical condition that they can they can move really well. They can tolerate, you know, eight to nine hours of rehearsals uh, with their bodies w without injury. So they're able to sustain those things. That, you know, that's really important to consider is being able to do these things and, and avoid injuries. So it's about like the conditioning of the body. It's not really about the, the size or the shape because we're all, you know, we all have this like different genetic makeup, different bone structure, different height. Um, so it's, I feel like it's very individual to that person and how, how they handle their fitness and nutrition and how they feel and if they can show up and, and, um, and feel good after eight hours of dancing, of course, tired, like all of us, but, uh, that, that's, that's what I, you know, I would say it's, it depends. It's a very personal thing about how they feel. Mm. Then you talk about conditioning of your body. What exactly do you mean? What is conditioning means for you? Um, well, I, it kind of starts with me with, with nutrition and the funny thing, the, the reason, sorry, I was a little late this morning with our, with our phone date, with our interview. Um, but I was actually on a, on a, another Skype phone call with, um, with, uh, my results from my genome testing. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's a, it's a DNA test that really like looks deep into your DNA and see if you have uh, precursors for, uh, any diseases like diabetes mm -hmm. or other things, what type of, um, exercise level you should be doing, what type of foods work with your body, hormone levels. And it was tremendously insightful. Um, fortunately, I, things are looking pretty good. Uh, specifically, he, he noted that one of the top things is, is my mood and my emotional state, that they can even read that in, in your genes. Um, oh, wow. And I said, oh, that, that, that feels pretty on point. I'm in a, you know, I'm often, you know, very positive person, as you know. So then we went through nutrition and diet and all the, all of those things and different um, things that I would be a precursor for uh, if I wasn't like taking care of um, nutrition. So it's for me, I do I sort of lean into a paleo type of nutrition where um, it's it's really like low, low carbs, maybe like it's basically we call it like a 60, 30, 10 or 50-40-10. So 60-30-10 means 60% of my meal would consist of like high fiber veggies, like um, specifically like broccoli and 
uh, cauliflower and like really like cruciferous vegetables, things like that, Brussels sprouts. Then a really clean protein. I just say clean because I think we all know what that means. So like a nice piece of fish or chicken. And then a complex carb would be the 10%. So something like um, like a half of a sweet potato or a tablespoon of quinoa to, to have that balance. Uh, because a lot of the carbs sort of trend, you know, transform into sugars into your body and that transforms into fat. And that's, you know, kind of a concern for, for conditioning. Um, mm. yeah. So, um, that's kind of my approach to my meals. I also do something called intermittent fasting where I eat between like an eight hour window, uh, or sometimes a six hour window or sometimes, little bit higher, lower. And I, I kind of listen to my body. I don't really get too crazy obsessed with it. Uh, you know, I went down that rabbit hole <laughs> and, uh, just having a balance, I think of that. So basically like maybe skipping breakfast and, uh, sometimes I'll do like a bulletproof coffee with the coffee with a little bit of coconut oil. And, uh, then I'll skip, skip breakfast and then have my first meal around like one o'clock. And then um, the last meal around 6 or 7 p.m. So then that way between when I go to bed and I wake up in the morning, then I'm, then I'm fasting. And that just, it gives, once you get used to it and you adapt to it, it actually, it's very energizing. Your body has a lot of energizing energy because you're not, your body's not working on digesting food and your organs have a chance to rest. And um, in the beginning, it was challenging, I, I have to say, but once I was acclimated to it. It, uh, I found it really energizing and I'm able to like work out. Uh, usually I try to work out in the morning. So usually I can even do some sort of workout, um, with my bulletproof coffee or, or often I have what I call like bulletproof green tea. Mm. <laughs> so green tea, green tea matcha is a big, big part of my program. I have it almost every day. And, you know, there's so many benefits to green tea. There's the, um, the antioxidants, the cordyceps, um, oh, sorry, the cachetins. I love that word. Cachetins, <laughs> uh, that you can get from green tea, which are like anti-cancerous and just, um, you know, really, really beneficial for the body. And the benefit too, is it gives you a little lift with the caffeine. So, you know, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Mm. It's so funny. I literally today had a bulletproof uh, uh, cacao. <laughs> Did I you? can drink coffee. Yes. Um, I can drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I had awful headaches immediately, ah. but I subbed it with cacao. I didn't try it with matcha, but with cacao, I did. Um, although I, um, I kind of feel like bulletproof for uh, saying it's a separate philosophy and many people have no idea about it. Right. So... Uh, I probably will just, I'm, I know one very cool YouTube video that explains it a lot, so I'll probably just add, uh, um, add a note yeah. in the show link. Yeah, because so people, people don't know what the look. bulletproof, what, yeah, yes. a lot of people ask, that'd be great to share that with people, because it's, it's kind of yeah. interesting. So, <laughs> so you don't go in the scientific uh, yeah. points of what is bulletproof, but just on this note, I also should add that, that I had a very... Um, doubtful doubtful experience with bulletproof mm -hmm. because then i just discovered about it and it has a lot of uh, uh positive uh, health benefits like at least what i read and what i researched like was everything great so i was like okay i'll do it and it gives energy and you don't feel hungry in the morning you can work out but i remember then i started doing it on a daily basis 
after a week, I got a side effects like nausea and uh. I felt like very bad on stomach. So, and then I went a little bit more in research and I felt for some people, if you do it on a daily basis, it can get, it's sort of over accumulation of those elements from coconut oil. Yeah. Not just from coconut oil, but highly extracted coconut oil. Right, <laughs> Because right. it's specifically bulletproof. So I just want to give like here, like I do it still as well. Even yeah, I don't, I don't do it every day either. I don't do the intermittent oh, fasting okay. every day and I don't recommend it. It's, it, 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 beca- it, like you said, once you go too far, it can become like a stressor on the body. Yeah, yeah. so like it's great tool. So I definitely add the link in show notes that, clearly explains what is bulletproof concept yeah. of coffee or matcha, but also yeah. people don't go crazy just because you heard it from yeah. on yeah. the podcast. And again, it's such a personal thing. You have to find out, like, just like having this conversation about my own genome. Um, he was like, yeah, you need to cut back on some of the coconut oils because, you know, he says olive oil and avocado is great for you and your DNA, but too much olive oil, uh, sorry, too much coconut oil is going to, um, like, you know, raise your other levels. So it's very, very personal. And you have to see how you feel again, not how, you, you know, not, it's not always about what the mirror says. It's about how your body reacts to it. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Also, you mentioned about intermediate fasting mm-hmm. or like limiting probably even if you don't do intermediate fasting, but you probably have sort of like don't eat before sleep or something like that on a daily basis. How about after shows <laughs> that that's such a challenge and especially dancers who travel um th- this is like something i've been trying to i'm i feel like i've gotten better at it but it's it's really hard because you know obviously eating before bed is not good that's not good for your digestion it's not easy to sleep well and um so the thing is like for example like uh specifically if i work in like italy and spain and where they have the uh, uh, what's it, the siesta, where the restaurants don't mm-hmm. even open till eight eight or nine o'clock at night. The restaurant, like you're at the hotel, mm-hmm. and then you're getting picked up to go to the theater at seven o'clock, and you finished your workshop at three o'clock, and nothing's open. So there's this like there's this huge window of time where there's no food available, and you got to eat something before the show. You can't really have a full giant meal before the show. I don't like to eat like at least three hours before a show, just very, very light, light things. So Mm -hmm. I've sort of come up with this kind of system um, where I I will definitely like, I'll, I'll plan, like I know on Saturday I have the workshop and then I have like, I have my downtime and then I have, I'm picked up for the theater show at this time. And uh, what I'll do is I'll order something from room service or I'll go out and get something and I'll bring it back to my room. And then I have my meal, um, sort of like a, like maybe like a big salad with some protein on it and some, um, some veggies and maybe like a plain yogurt, some sort of like healthy snacks also to get me through. So I'll have like a sort of like a very, very light, light dinner, like maybe a quarter of the food. I'll eat about a quarter of the food. Then I'll just cover it up and leave it in my hotel room. So when the show is over and we come back to the hotel um, I know that I've got a nice, healthy option waiting in my hotel room. So then I'll have my mm. my chicken salad, for example, have that, you know, take a shower and go to bed. So I am eating pretty close to my bedtime, but 
the good thing is, um, actually, like I was with Shaharazad the other day. We were both in um, working at a festival in Germany, and the show ended. We went back to the hotel, and everything was closed, and she had not eaten the whole day. And the only option was some sort of like delivery pizza, and she's gluten-free. So, so she basically had to completely skip having a meal. And that's not going to be, you know, a healthy option either. So often late at night, the only thing available is pizza, right? So, and it's usually not even like great qualities. So um, just kind of planning ahead and being strategic about it because that, that just happens. Um, and then again, like the siestas with the restaurants being closed and not, not being able to have any options is something to, that, to consider and to navigate ahead of time. And, and reach out, I reach out to like sponsors and friends and I ask them, can I please, you know, sometimes I'll have, I'll have my chicken set or uh, my food backstage. And as soon as the show ends, I'm so hungry. I'll just be like scarfing down my food in my costume, <laughs> uh, you know, because I really, it's really hard for me to dance with a full belly. So I try to just have like snacks, like some nuts, maybe a little tiny bit of fruit, I don't eat a lot of fruit, um, so nuts and maybe a power bar uh, backstage if I start if the show is going you know way longer than expected. Um, which uh, hello, I think we've all been backstage at those shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's something that I uh, I try to just be strategic and plan with. The other thing as I do is I travel with a bunch of my favorite sort of healthy. Uh, healthy, healthy options. Uh, for example, like I have, um, I have this mushroom blend, which is, um, by Laird Hamilton. I don't know if you heard of him. He's a, a famous surfer. I'm going to send you a bunch of these links about some of the stuff I talked oh, cool. talk to you about. So mm -hmm. I'll send you links to all this stuff we talk about. So if anybody wants to check it out, but basically it's this mushroom blend and it has, um, it has chaga for like recovery. It, these are names of mushrooms, by the way, chaga for recovery, cordyceps for like, uh, energy and endurance, and then the mitake to boost your immune system. So I can add that into my green tea, green tea mix. And I use like a really nice high quality, uh, matcha from Japan. I mix that in and then I can get like a teaspoon of, um, coconut butter. And I don't, uh, you know, now I'm going to be cutting back a little bit on my coconut butter, but that's also just to have some oils to kind of coat my stomach, give me some energy if I've got an early workshop. So I have that in my room and I don't need a refrigerator and I don't need, uh, I don't even need hot water sometimes. Sometimes I just use bottled water and I have it room temp. So it's totally like accessible to me anytime, um, anytime that I need it. So having, having that is, is a really good travel travel kit in my bag so basically it's a spoon of coconut oil if you feel hungry not not a cookie <laughs> or a not chocolate a cookie. <laughs> definitely not a cookie or a chocolate yeah yeah uh if i do chocolate um oh i'll send you that too there's this really great brand it's a really high quality chocolate and it's about 85 percent so very low in sugar but really nice to have just a little chunk when your body is craving it and you know chocolate has a lot of great benefits too if you eat it in moderation and it's not loaded down with sugar that's something that um i you know i i have like my plan like my backup plan so when i have those cravings then then i have i have something healthy to to reach into my bag uh so you know i really try as much as i can to avoid sugars 
and sugars and everything, you know, it's in juice, it's in, it's in salad dressings, it's in the sauces. It's, you know, you, it's really hard to avoid. Um, so I, I, I do my best. Traveling is always challenging. So I often just get like salad dressing on the side, or I just ask for some olive oil and some lemon. Um, and I just do my best. It, it, the funny thing is in my contracts for like Billy Dance Evolution, like our green room contract says, no soda, no juice, water only, and no candy or cookies. Just mm. fresh fruits, healthy snacks, and nuts. Because part, part of it is a little bit strategic, not just for me, but also I know that if my dancers get loaded up on sugars and sodas and juices and they got, they're up on a sugar high, they're going to crash down and their energy level is going to drop. So it's... Uh, it's strategic. But yeah, that's a very good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, planning ahead to save yourself from possible, uh, possible issues. But for someone yeah. who may not be much into uh, nutrition and all these food explorations, and uh, uh, what's the problem with all these sweets? It just you're, you're, it spikes your glycemic level. So when you have these, when you have too much sugar, it spikes your glycemic level. Um, and sugar just turns in, basically turns into fat into the body. And you can also have like much, much bigger problems, like a fatty liver. Uh, you can get diabetes. So it's just, um, you know, many years ago they took out, you know, remember when the whole low fat or non-fat thing became so popular, they were taking all the fat out of foods and then, but then they loaded them up with sugar and like corn syrup and, Uh, all these like different kind of um, ingredients that, as you could see specifically in the United States, like huge spikes in, in diabetes. Um, so if, if you do an experiment, like I encourage people to try it and see how they feel to do like try one week with no processed sugar. So like, yeah, you can have some fruit, maybe just limit the fruit, try to eat like uh, berries, which are low glycemic, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. Um, avoid higher glycemic fruit like uh, bananas and uh, watermelon, even though they're good and tasty. And, you know, I eat them on the road because sometimes that's all we have ex access to. But try an experiment of doing a whole week without any white processed sugar. And it, it's an interesting experiment because you start reading the labels and you realize, oh, my God, everything has sugar. Even my, mm. sp even my spaghetti sauce is, has sugar. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There was uh, so many uh, interesting movies about sugar uh, and its influence on the body, like documentaries. And I remember yeah. one. Uh, I I'll try to remember it again. Put it in the show links. Uh, I believe this episode will have a lot of links. Yeah. <laughs> But people, nothing commercial, <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah, we're not sponsored. Just what yeah, use. Like, But yeah. I remember the guy was uh, two experiments he did. He calculated how much sugar he has for breakfast if he just eats a regular oat uh, oats with uh, milk from yeah. a grocery, like not paying attention to the brand, just grab something that looks pretty and, and it was like 40 grams of sugar just in the breakfast right. in a regular size and then he also calculated uh, if he ordered chicken with teriyaki sauce uh -huh. it basically will be the alternative of I, I believe a regular chicken and like eight spoons of sugar on top of it <laughs> it's like alternative of just one serving of uh, chicken with uh, teriyaki sauce uh, so it's very interesting and um, uh, 
I'm very curious and passionate about this topic too. I have back and forth with sugar because I'm a sweet person. But (laughs) one of the things that I just want to add, um, and the reason why I ask this question specifically, okay, what's the problem with uh, sweets? uh, Because we usually, when we feel tired, like first reaction, oh, let me get a cookie. I'll feel better. And it kind of makes you feel better, but only for like 10, 15 minutes. After that, you want, again, that sugar sweet so that's why i was uh curious about your alternatives for this small snack that you feel hungry and tired uh but you also don't want to fool your own body or brains into thinking that oh this cookie will help me so like you mentioned a couple like nuts uh, coconut oil um you also mentioned um some fruits maybe do you use any energy drinks no I, I actually, I never use any energy drinks, almost never. Um, like Red Bull is just, there's <laughs> so much chemicals in that. I, I guess I kind of go with this philosophy, like eat clean, right? So I try to just like things that are sort of in their most natural state as much as possible. Uh, it's just kind of a good general rule without like getting like too, like you said, scientific about it, but you know, um, I sort of take that. There's there's a couple of supplements I do. There is, it's called Alpha Brain, and there's a, co- a company called Onnit. Uh, it's a pretty, they're kind of on top of like, a, they call it like biohacking, like getting into like, um, like vitamins and herbs, all natural stuff uh, that can help with, um, help with energy and help with brain function. So the, the Alpha Brain is, is, I, I really like it actually. I have it like every morning with my, I have this like liposphere gel, um, vitamin, uh, re- regimen that I have. And it just sort of like, um, it, it's sort of like, it helps to improve like your reaction time. Uh, it helps when you're doing like complex tasks and like it helps with focus. And I notice the difference if I don't have it. I have to say, it's not like I have it and I, ha- I have that feeling like a cup of coffee, like, oh, I feel it. And I, I'm like really suddenly like lifted up. It's just, it, I love it because it's so subtle, but I notice when I don't have it and it's just like, oh, I like feel a little bit more cloudy, you know, and like sometimes you got, you got to walk into a room and remember a bunch of choreography and remember people's names and, and, you know, you're, you're multitasking, doing a lot of things. So having like, a focused brain is really, really important. Um, so uh, I do, I do, I do it all from like my vitamin, like natural vitamin, um, uh, intake. And there's a company that I use that I do because I did, a, I sort of, I, you know, I kind of, I'm into this stuff like you. So I wanted to also find the best way to, to, to be able to absorb my vitamins because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of vitamin companies that you take these vitamins, but a lot of it is filler. And they're just putting a lot of stuff in there. A lot of it, you just end up, you know, you end up peeing it out. So you're not even absorbing a lot of this stuff. So I found these like gels, they're called liposphere. And, and, and sorry, the, the, the theory behind it is that your body is much, it's much easier to absorb that into the cells. So there's like a cellular structure within that. And, um, they have like, especially like when you travel a lot, you've got to, you've got to be able to get like keep your immune system up. So I do, uh, I do my vitamin C with them. I do my glutathione. I do my B's. They've got all kinds of stuff. So, um, 
I'll, I'll send that to you too. I'll throw that in the, in the show <laughs> notes too, but finding the right vitamins too can be really helpful, but it's, it's definitely a process because you walk into the store and it's just overwhelming. There's like 40 different brands of vitamin C and, um, you know, not all of them are going to be great products. How would you recommend people yeah. to look at what may be good for them? You know, it's, it's an investment, um, but um, getting your blood work done, you know, I, like, I just did this new genome testing and that's sort of like all my um, genetic stuff so they can look at where I'm deficient. But you can also go to someone like a naturopathy or even your regular doctor and you get blood work done and you can see if you're deficient in things. You can see if you have allergies which allergies change, by the way. So if you have something one year and you go back and get tested another year, you might be suddenly allergic to flax seeds. Um, so it's, I feel like that's constantly evolving. So kind of being, cons you know, not just taking everything in the moment and then that's it for the next 10 years. So uh, the body changes, your environment changes, your stress levels change. So that, that affects everything in the body. So um, what I did is I invested, I did some research, I found a really good naturopathy, got my blood work done, got a bunch of tests done, found out what I was deficient in, and she was able to recommend um, stuff for me. And what I love about my mine is that uh, um, she's, she's so wonderful. She doesn't sell any products. So there's no, I know that there's no benefit for her when she recommends which brand to take and how much to take. Like, you know, I take like a, like a B complex, for example, to keep my B vitamins up. And she just tells me like the, the right, the, the best brand that she, cause she's obviously done a lot of research in it and, you know, it's an investment, but, and it's investment in your health, you know, I'd much rather have my health than a fancy purse, <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> Was uh, was you always so conscious about your health uh, and healthy habits in your life? Yes, to an extent. I, in a way, I want to say yes because I kind of grew up that way. My mom is is like that, but I feel like I lacked so much knowledge. You know, like for example, like eating like a frozen Weight Watchers meal back in the day. We have thought is like healthy because it had broccoli in it but it was frozen and it was in a box. And, you know, like now when I reflect back on that, I was like, that wasn't healthy at all. But I had, I had the desire to be in that, in that way and in that form and, and, and to, and to, and to have, have good health, I think. Um, and just sort of learning and researching, doing, reading lots of books. And um, a couple of years ago, I, I got pretty sick and, and that, that sort of like, swept the rug out from under me and I, I, I had to really like take a step back and reflect and just again like reflecting more about how I felt than how I looked. So then I really started doing a lot more research with this stuff and getting it just it's so inspiring. It's it's you know there's so much to learn about it and there's now with the technology and this like, you know, biohacking things that are happening that um, there's a lot of science out there that, that are cutting edge. And um, it's, it's very interesting to learn about these things. So I'm, I'm constantly like seeing what's new and, um, you know, investing uh, time and money into, into, uh, into these 
um, these new science pra um, practices. What would you say to someone who is like now listening and probably thinking like, oh yes, I do want to have a healthier lifestyle, I want to eat uh, better, like exercise more, but I also have a piece of my favorite cake on fridge and I can't live without uh, chocolate or ice cream on a daily basis or like uh, at least a couple times per week. Like what, what would you say to, to, um, to someone who may think and doubt <laughs> which direction to, to keep going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I'm still that person. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm like you, you know, I have a sweet tooth and, you know, I, I've, I've done the whole spectrum. I've, I've been vegan, I've been vegetarian, I've been, uh, paleo, keto, I, I kind of tried it all. And, you know, you got to find a balance. You got to find what one that works for you and something that you can sustain. That's, that's going to be really important. You have to going to find things that you really like. And what I, what I've done is like, I have a sweet tooth. So instead of having like a, like a whole bowl of chocolate mousse, then I'll, I'll try to find like uh like the health food stores. Now they have a lot of these like healthy desserts where they're made like maybe they're made from nuts and they're sweetened with stevia and they have pure cacao in it. So it's, it's more of like a healthier type of dessert, but also for me, totally satisfying. And, you know, maybe they're sweet. You could be sweetened with dates or sweetened with honey. Um, by the way, agave is just turns into sugar in your body. There's nothing like specially healthy about it. If you're going to have it, just consider you're having sugar. Um, but just finding a replacement. And I think the health food store, is a great place to start. Start reading the labels and try to try to start understanding that stuff. You know, if there's words that you can't pronounce, it's probably not good for you. You know, goo argum. What what the heck is that? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you know, so start reading the labels and, and having really simple ingredients. Like maybe it's just got dates, cacao, and uh, cashews. And you know, if they, if they they mix them the right way, you could have really a sweet, delicious treat. And you can have, you can be satisfied without really crossing over that, you know, that threshold. And then moderation. Like me, I just can't keep it in the house. Like it doesn't exist here. You know, if it's here, I'm going to eat it. I hear you. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? You just got to keep it yes. really locked away. And, you know, I have to drive to the store to get it. And I have to make a big effort. So I make it a little bit out of reach. But then, like, I have my 85% dark chocolate that just helps me. So, like, when I'm out of the dance festivals and the dessert tray goes around, I'm okay to say no because I know, okay, don't worry, you have your little sweet, sweet treat coming later. And I know, like, that's in the back of my head and I'm able to have a little bit more um, self-control with that. Um, but something else I'd like to, to kind of touch base with that question was, you know, how, how to keep it on point. It's it's like planning and strategizing. And, you know, we've got these busy lifestyles and I know there's a lot of dancing moms out there too, that have kids and jobs and, and managing all these, you know, classes and things. So something that I've done that's helped me a lot is I do uh, food prep. So like once or twice a week, I pull out, I just get all the vegetables, like a rainbow. I have, you know, uh, of course the broccoli, I get some, you know, yellow beets maybe some purple cabbage, carrots, uh, sunchokes, just all like a rainbow of color of vegetables. 
I steam them, I roast them, and then I have these big glass um, sort of um, jars or tubs in my refridge, refrigerator just ready to go. And I have these big tubs of salad. And the, for the salad, I don't use the avocado or tomato. I put that on on the day of. So it's, it, stays, it stays nice and like crunchy, crispy. Um, and just having the fruit prep and then having like a little bit of protein there ready to, you know, um, like some chicken or fish. And you just make a big bowl. You got some quinoa, like already cooked up, some sweet potatoes. And that can last you a good five days. And then every day you have like a different, you can mix up what vegetable you're going to have. So it, it mixes it up a little bit. So there's no excuse. It's like, oh, I'm so hungry and I'm driving home. I'm just going to stop and get some fast food. Or I don't have time because I, I have to run here. It's like if everything is done, it, it helps with those excuses and it helps with just, um, um, like you said, batching. Like in the beginning you were saying, like you're, you batch up your, your, your work and it, batching, you can also do that with the food. And that has been such a game changer for me to just have that prep, have it ready. And um, I just, it's, it's transformed the way I eat. Mm. Oh, one uh, a psychological trick that I uh, just tried, like I'm in the process, but it looks uh, successful, just quickly to share um, with yeah. sweets. I'm an ice cream person. For me, not to have oh, ice cream during summer too. every two, three days. <laughs> It's like impossible almost. So one thing that, and I was really in the beginning of summer, I was like, uh, it was too much of ice cream. Like, no, 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 no. So one thing that I did, I put together a list of tasks that I need to do, like some things on it, like around house, housekeeping, or something that you also usually procrastinate to do. <laughs> and it's quite a big a list but manageable list okay and i decided once i do this list of tasks i can go and get ice cream for myself nice it's like a reward yes but yeah. you know funny thing that happened <laughs> i'm kind of a bit procrastinating with that list but for months i haven't had ice cream <laughs> and it's okay for me i mean it's not the good thing that i'm procrastinating with the list but i'm very happy that i know yeah i'll get my ice cream once I'm done with this list of tasks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that keeping it as a reward, but not a reward like, you know, oh, I do this uh, vacuuming. I can go get my ice cream. Then you will vacuum every day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but my get God. Some, some reasonable amount of work or tasks. And then at the end, like, you can get ice cream. It's just interesting psychologically for me that it keeps me on track that I'm not going out uh, to the ice cream machine every time I see it on the streets because they're everywhere right now during summer. <laughs> yeah, and especially like in like Italy and the you know gelato everywhere. Yeah. So that's yeah. Just, it's so tempting. Um, you know, I have a, I have a similar one. It's not necessarily like a, risk, a, a list of tasks. It's it is um I, I'd have to do some sort of like physical exertion workout thing. Like okay, twenty minutes on the elliptical, and you can have a reward. Uh, so I kind of do it like a calorie for calorie kind of a thing. Uh -huh. Of course, you know, that, that doesn't always work out, but that sometimes helps me. And then it helps me to have less of the dessert because I, I feel like, oh, you know, you already like you invested this time. <laughs> so, yes. uh, but that's, that's a good one. I like that. Mm. Do you agree that eating is, uh, all psychological, especially when it comes to all those sweets that 
our body doesn't really need? Yeah, you know, there's, and I'm, I'm also one of these people, emotional eating, you know, when I'm not in a good place or I'm down or those things, it's like food can be so comforting, you know, especially ice cream. Um, so there's definitely like, there, there's definitely like that connection to it. So that's why I found like having a replacement, having, uh, you know, sort of healthy options. If I'm going to re- if I'm cutting something out, something has to be replaced. So it just finding things that are going to, you know, in moderation that can, that can satisfy you. Um, also just maybe it's like changing up your, your physical state will change up your mental and emotional state. Like, okay. Oh my God, I'm just craving it. I my energy is down. I really want to have a piece of cake. You know, like you're feeling that craving, you know, get up and do 10 jumping jacks. And that, that physical change can sometimes, you know, take your brain out of that, that rabbit hole. It, it often works by cha- like doing something physical. Like there's the old, the old idea of like have a rubber band on your wrist and every time you want, you want to, you know, cheat on your diet or something, you like snap the rubber band on your skin and it becomes painful. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, like I don't really use it. I don't use it, but but just like the idea that like doing some, like like a physical action, like I don't really believe in pain. So okay, get up and do ten push-ups or mm-hmm. something. Like if you, if you're if you need to change your state of mind and you're you're just having that emotional craving. Um, sometimes for me, doing something physical will s- sort of shift my mood and shift my mental state. Yeah, like I definitely agree that uh, it's all in our mind Mm -hmm. and uh, I got more and more aware of it because the time I want to go get some cake or ice cream is like probably something else is going wrong. (laughs) It's not about my body needing that sugar, it's something else. It's my brains that wants to compensate for something. Yeah. And, and sleep is huge. Sleep is a huge, huge thing. And that's just now coming up on, on sort of like, you know, the health front, because it it used to be cool. Oh, I only slept four hours last night, but, um, that's not good for you physically, mentally, uh, emotionally. And that's why when we have less sleep, our bodies start craving these comfort foods big time, big time, especially like you're jet lagged and things like that. A lot of the dancers that I know travel, it's so challenging. Um, but sleep is so important because that's when your cells regenerate, you know, what's happening to, in your brain, your brain is recovering, your brain is resting, your brain is also learning things uh, when you sleep. So, you know, having seven to eight hours sleep is, is, is really important. And if you can't get it, um, I've been trying these like power naps. So sometimes when I'm at the, at the festivals, in between workshops and events and shows, I'll go to my room and I close all the windows, shades, and I turn off all the lights. And I, most importantly, I turn off my phone. Otherwise, it can turn mm. into like a, a swiping session. <laughs> Just like stop. <laughs> I'm a secret stalker, by the way. So everyone out there, like, I probably see all your stuff. Um, I don't always comment, but I, I'm a, you know, a stalker a little bit. Um, but, you know, <laughs> turning off the phone, shutting it down. And just like, even if I'm not asleep, just quieting the mind and quieting the room and, and, and the darkness can kind of calm, calm the brain and relax. And, you know, sometimes I fall asleep and it's great, but that's having like restful periods between the intensity and the, and the focus of, of what we do. 
is is really a valuable tool. I've been I've been doing it like in the last couple of years, and I'm 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 loving it. I'm finding like really I'm, I'm I feel like when I show up now, like I'm having more fun because I'm I'm not so fatigued. I'm not so sleep deprived. So I'm actually enjoying you know the work more. I'm enjoying um, the events. More, I'm enjoying my conversations more because I'm focused. I'm awake. I'm, I'm connected. That's that's so valuable. That's true. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, the, we gave so much information. It's like uh, I don't know, bulletproof episode, bullet <laughs> episode of health and nutrition. Thank you for sharing all this um, cool stuff, and thank you for taking time to be back on the episode. And I'm looking forward for more and more because I feel like there's so many topics that um, I would love to explore and pick your brains on. And I'm sure dancers would love to to listen. Yeah, to. for sure. There's so much like uh, like we didn't even get into like a lot of the like physical fitness stuff and different modalities or things like that. But I'm crazy about this stuff. So you get like reach out to me anytime. Because I, I, I could go on, we could go on for all kinds of days and yeah, really interesting stuff. Okay, so let's see, let's see if our listeners also want to have a separate episode about physical condition and preparation. So people, if you want to let me and Jelena know by sharing uh, this episode and your favorite takeaways from from this one. And uh, Jelena, you know already, you was on the podcast, that I always finish with a question about what keeps you in love is belly yeah. dance, but you already have answered it on previous one. So to sum up our conversation, um, I kind of feel that for people who maybe not into this topic of uh, healthier eating or nutrition, they may feel too much overwhelmed right now with information or like, uh, regime, right. supplement, bulletproof, uh, I don't know, intermediate fasting, and like eat this, eat, yeah. do that, etc. So it may be too much information for them. What would be your advice? Where to start? You know, uh, eat clean. That's, that's, that's the, uh, just a simple approach to things that you like. Eat clean. Eat, try to eat foods in their sort of in their most natural state. You know, if you're going to have... Uh, um, you know, some vegetables don't have them canned or frozen, for example. So eating it, like getting it in the market, steaming it, not maybe not necessarily bo boiling it or frying it because you lose a lot of the nutrients, but just having it as close to its natural state or having it raw. Eating clean, if that, if that, if you just kind of picture that, like, and, and the source of the food is this food, is it organic? Is it? Uh, um, where, where, did, where does that chicken come from? What kind of farm was that chicken raised on? You know, that nowadays we can, there's labels and we can, we can read it right there on the package. So just taking a little bit of time to think about the sources and just keep that motto, like eating clean, I think would be just a great way to get started and a, a simple approach. Yeah, it's so true. And, uh, uh, people take time and invest in your health because it will be rewarded thousand thousand times more than what you spend in time or any effort or financial things it will be back by a huge huge return it, it does there is a big return and something I just for me personally I try to relate it to living closer to my dream you know um, as a dancer doing what I love it's like if I if I do these things and I eat this way and I follow this regimen, 
this is going to bring me much closer to my dream. What is my dream? My dream is to be out, you know, sharing my dance, teaching, performing, directing, having energy to show up. You know, if I, if I start going in the other direction, that's going to bring me further from my dream. So I relate it to a very, um, like visual thing for me, a very personal thing to me. Mm, That's awesome. (laughs) Make it personal, make it personal, find a personal goal that you want and then put that and connect that to, to your health. Because without your health, you, you can't do anything, whatever your passion is. If you're a painter or you're a mom or you're whatever your passion is, you cannot do it if you're, you know, if you're laying in bed. It's just, it's, it's much harder that way, you know, so related to something that touches you personally, especially if you're talking about belly dance, <laughs> as dad's anger, we don't know we're obsessed. <laughs> Guys, the next day after we did uh, this conversation with Jelena, she reached out to me and offered to record a special video for all our listeners where she discusses content of her refrigerator along with the specialty items in her pantry which we were discussing during this interview so do not miss opportunity to take a look into jelena's fridge and actually see what she's using on a daily basis and the video is available on the web page of uh, this episode. So either you are listening to iTunes or directly from your computer from uh, my website. Anyway, go to the link in show notes. This is first uh, link <laughs> among all the links that added to this episode. It's a video tour into Jelena's reach. And on that uh, web page, you can find that video. And I just want to add how awesome Jelena is and I can't say enough thanks to this super supportive super open woman and artist who not only supports this podcast greatly but also really are willing and happy to share all tips and insights with all ballet dancers so our ballet dance community can grow and develop to the next levels more and more and more so please If you enjoyed this interview, don't forget to send some love and thanks to Jelena because this is her second time that she really takes time and uh, uh, get to share all her tips and experience with all of us. And uh, I really sincerely think that uh, just even a simple thank you or a word of appreciation will really make her smile and uh, be happy. Guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And if you like this episode, it will mean a world to me if you take a few seconds and leave us a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. Also, you can always find more information about podcast as well as past episodes at yanadance.com slash podcast. As well as you can connect with me on social media by Yana Dance or Yana Komarnitska. I'm very active on Instagram as well as Facebook and share a lot of tips and inspiration for your daily ballet dance life. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to podcasts so you never miss a future episode. And until next time, keep shimming. Thank you.